0: is a BoardWalk Audio podcast. The Meat Improv! Hello and welcome to the Meat Side Dish. With me, Josh Simpson. And me, Jake Jabbour. This is about as far up our own butts as we get. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is saying something for both Jake and I. Yeah. Uh but uh the side dish is uh meant it's for for the improv nerd perhaps. Right. Someone who is out there who is like uh they want to know how the sausage is made or Yeah. In this case, it's a pretty stupid sausage, but uh, <laughs> we can tell you how we fumble one out every week.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Maybe we'll, uh, if you have questions, we can answer those That'd too. That'd be great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you could. That's a good idea. If you yeah. have
0: any questions just in general about uh, like improv, you know, obviously Jake and I both teach our independent workshops. Yeah. I f- think about this stuff more often then uh i think about it more than anything else probably yeah yeah maybe i'm trying to write more but uh <laughs> like just the, the amount that i consider improv and like hmm should we tinker with this and that yeah or how do i teach a student this concept uh yeah it takes up It's how i make my living
1: <laughs> <laughs> right yeah
0: <laughs> it's our livelihood uh yeah, yeah. And commercial auditions yeah uh, commercial I had a commercial audition today where I had to drop a chicken wing 10 times and the guy was like, will you please, he's like, make it look real. <laughs> I was like, but go big. <laughs> and I was like, he said like, it's literally like when you're in doing improv and someone's like, from the audience goes like, you got your last chicken wing, make it funny. And I was like, if anyone ever said that to me, I would throw them out of the theater. <laughs> you know, like improv, we're improv guys. we Sorry. I'm just ranting now. uh, He was suggesting that someone from the audience would be like... He's like, it's like at your average improv show when someone in the audience is like, just like, you're on your last chicken wing, make it funny. And I was like, that doesn't happen, and you've never been to an improv show. I don't even know what he could possibly be referring to. (laughs) Like the worst short form show you've ever seen?
1: Give me something to do. (laughs) And I'll just (laughs) do it. And tell me how you want
0: it done. I'll just do it big. Wow Anyway So that's how I spent my Friday Wow I I also want to say I'm just ranting about This is the side dish We just talk about my personal life Yeah I had an audition I was supposed to do In Santa Monica today At 3 o'clock On a Friday And I'm just not going Oh okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm I'm old enough now where I'm like, I don't want to do that one. I'm not, yeah. go, it's not worth it for me. You don't want to go to Santa Monica on three on a Friday? No, I Friday. don't, especially with my dogs and the groomers, are like, yeah. running the risk of not being back before they, whatever. All right, let's talk about the improv. So, let's like talk I about said, uh, this is... Uh, uh, we're going to make this eventually a $5 Patreon thing mm-hmm. uh, for the Improv Nerds. And that's a month, by the way. So that's like a, f- probably like four of these a month. Yeah. We might not do it for every episode, but we're going to do it for as many as we can.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and the idea is once we sort of... We'd love to have our guests from the episode come and talk a little bit about their ideas so it's not just yeah. Jake and I blowing each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> My mouth is tired. Uh, but yeah, I saw on Reddit, like people were like, where do I hear podcasts where they talk about improv? and uh there seems to be a demand for that so yeah here you are okay here you go i feel like we've explained it enough so this episode we had uh mike mcclendon and
1: greg gallant mm-hmm. uh, gallant. <laughs> gallant. Gallant. uh <laughs> we got two alliteration guys that's right yeah and two. me you you're, the, you're <laughs> the odd man out josh simpson <laughs> um
0: uh yeah so greg of course from queen george uh mike mcclendon from outside dog um yeah big fans of both those guys yeah uh, very smart players. For sure. Uh, um, and I think, I guess the theme for the episode was we went pretty absurd. Yeah. Right out of the gate, which yes. is, I guess, not unusual. Uh, no. For us. But we sort of started with a lot of concepts that were like, I don't know, like uh, uh, weird from from like line one right so the the first one we did was about uh the losing 155 pounds yeah um so uh that's yeah sort of just started as a funny idea trying to get you down to 45 pounds yeah (laughs) um sort of when i was doing it i was like i don't want to really i'm always like nervous about doing stuff about weight and stuff okay like that yeah um just because i like i don't have any feelings on it but i know other people do yeah so i'm always like i don't want to overstep right and sort of be shitty here so my instinct in that case is to go silly okay yeah uh instead of like um i don't know like trying to do any kind of commentary or anything like right that. any it's sort like, of take <laughs> yeah uh because honestly i don't think i have one yeah um uh, uh, if it's if the idea is like a trainer's trying to get you to down to forty pounds, I'm gonna be that forty pound man. I'm gonna yeah. let you imagine what that looks like.
1: Yeah. Uh does that is that a weird thing to No, say? I don't think so. Um No, I, I think I generally go absurd when well, when it's most fun for me, but also in areas where I feel like I don't want to put the pressure on myself to have a take in the moment. So some of those more like Uh, yeah. Um, areas of, uh, topics or something that might, uh, have like, I don't know how to say it, like rough edges or like, uh, that might, uh, be, uh, people might find sensitive or something. It's like, I don't want to put, maybe go home and write that sketch, but you're doing it in the moment. Uh, so don't put your pressure on yourself. Like I, I lean on absurdity in that regard of like, I'm going to go in a direction that's so silly, uh, that it, doesn't sort of take a stance on anything. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at in comedy, I would say, actually. Yeah. Uh, no stances. No, no stances. <laughs> that's not really true. But uh, I have done that type of comedy before, obviously. Mm-hmm. I've done a little bit of satire in my day. Yeah. And, uh, well, this is not exactly where I thought we would be going with this, but like, I, I do think there's, I I lean silly. Yeah. Especially in, like you were saying in improv, it's like, If you're going to go and have like a master take on something or whatever, then like I'd probably write it. And even then, that's even riskier because then you're like, oh, he wrote that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's very risky. (laughs) Um, Anyway, I thought that the scene itself wasn't too, wasn't exceptionally like risque or anything. No, it was very silly. But um,
1: uh, that is an interesting, interesting thing. I also think in those types of scenes that are absurd, this might be obvious, but I always kind of go to the the notion that it's true or whatever's happening. Like, there's not a... The idea that a trainer would get you to lose 150 pounds regardless of your weight uh, (laughs) is an absurd idea. Um, And you can call it out without making it not true, I think. Yeah. I think that's sort of what you did by being the... Uh, the trainee or whatever who was down to 35 pounds or 40 pounds or whatever. Um, You can still sort of say, like, that's crazy. There's no way. But I think the most I'm always trying to get to the point where we get to play in the world where it's true.
0: Yeah, I'd say that for sure.
1: Uh, Why not? Because if if you don't do that,
0: you're just arguing about it. Yeah. Uh, So that's kind of yeah, often where I'm like headed towards like, the middle to back half of my scenes is sort of like i'm always looking to like boost it yeah like, uh, give it a little kick in the pants um uh yeah i mean nothing i wouldn't say that was a brilliant scene uh, <laughs> and i'm not like yes <laughs> let's talk more about the 35 pound man yeah, my yeah portrayal um but i guess it's a little bit of a jumping off point sort of going back not to go put too fine a point on it but going back to what we're talking about before in terms of like takes and stuff like Mm -hmm. that i think one thing that i see a lot in class and stuff is like uh like like the overconfident take on something where it's like that's almost where it goes awry every time yeah like where someone's just like like this idea of like committing an improv leads someone to be like
1: Yo, what up, dog? Like,
0: you know? <laughs> yeah, I've I, I, like I have that in class. I use that as an example, like talking hood or something. When like, you, yeah. two middle-aged white dudes trying to do like a scene where they're like, yeah, not really leaning on that for the humor, but kinda, right? Yeah, like, yeah, kinda like doing something like that, uh, uh, or like you know, doing a scene about like Kavanaugh or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's just like people always ask like. Like th- there is like a mentality of like, well, it's comedy. I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna just go for it. I'm gonna do it. And it's like I think that's the most dangerous way to approach. Yeah, improv kind of is like yeah. is like uh, having no regard for the take or the angle uh, and sort of like going for shock over going for like, uh, making sure you're on the right side of stuff.
1: Yeah, certainly. I think, um, anytime I, I'm kind of of the opinion that like the more of a take you want to have on something, the more time you should spend with it. So like, uh, uh, sometimes I'll see people do scenes and I'm like, that wasn't a, I don't think there's such thing as like a bad idea or a topic that's off limits, but it's like, you're putting yourself, you're really putting, You're making it really hard on yourself to sort of like write, perform uh, and kind of like direct uh, a topic that might be risque or taboo or sort of like topical right in the moment. It's like if go home and think about it for a while. Uh, um, Yeah, I think like the more serious the topic, it's like I don't think anything's off limits, but I think it's un wise or it's incredibly challenging to sort of go like i'm gonna have a really great take on something that i just thought of in five seconds or something or sometimes you'll see people sort of like unload something they've clearly had on their mind for a while Ow, i <laughs> totally slammed my finger sorry <laughs> right, go ahead um and that that i guess just from a technical point of view isn't necessarily improv so it's like they'll the yeah. scene will lead it to a place where somebody goes like oh yeah and then they sort of do a diatribe on something or whatever and it's like okay um but that feels sort of outside of the moment too because it's like uh i don't know yeah i'm guilty of that maybe once in a while <laughs> uh
0: my tips for that you know as a as just a guy that's messed up a couple times I'm sure and whatever is like uh first tip is uh make sure the joke is on like the right side like mm-hmm. the joke is on the um you know how do how do you say that if you're like I guess pu- don't punch down yeah uh uh make sure like if you're an asshole or if you're like if you are a flawed character that you're the joke of the scene yeah like uh I did a scene. This isn't my my proudest moment, but it worked out. Uh, after the Charlottesville thing, I did a, a scene um, where I was like an alt-right guy, like showing up for a high school reunion or whatever. And, uh, you know, you throw in some of the alt-right stuff, trying to... I wasn't being like ridiculous or whatever. But the joke of it was just how lonely I was. Yeah, and just like I was like, <laughs> it's, like no one wants to talk to me anymore. <laughs> A bunch of losers. They don't get it. Like that kind of thing. Yeah, and just and more into the specifics of just how pathetically lonely. Yeah, uh, the character was. So it wasn't. I wasn't getting jokes from like saying awful shit. Like the joke was. I'm pathetic. Right. Uh, so that's usually my guide for people. Yeah, and another example, good. another example that is actually, if you ever, do you ever listen to the best show on WFMU? Do you ever listen to mm-hmm. Tom Sharpling? Uh, he does a thing where like him and John Worcester, like he hosts the show and the other guy will, Worcester will call in. Okay. Uh, it's like different characters or whatever. And a bunch of people call it. It's like I it got a cult following. But I remember hearing like a character they did one time. It was like a tiny And <laughs> He was like kind of saying some bad stuff. But then he'd be like, oh, a sparrow. And he like carried away. <laughs> he was like really tiny, like a, like six inches tall. Uh, I always use that as kind of my example of like... It, it's definitely... I guess that also is, like, silly. Yeah. Right? Like, it has enough silliness. The joke's on the tiny guy, and it's like, yeah, who it's are you very talking silly? shit to? Someone could just step on you. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know. So, anyway, that got a little more deep than I wanted to get. Yeah, for a, uh, our theme of absurdity. Uh, well, I think it's in the same vein. Yeah. Uh, the other little thing I, I always tell students is just idiots over assholes, right? Yeah. That's I'd, a good one. I'd rather be an idiot than an asshole. If I'm a guy, let's say on a scene where I'm not getting the hint, this is something I see in almost every improv 201 class. It's like a scene where there's a date and the guy's like not getting the hint mm-hmm. that it's not happening. Uh, rather than be like, I'm going to get her three drinks and get her drunk and stuff like, which I say that example again, cause I've seen it in class. Yeah. Uh, literally those words, uh, I'd so much rather have, instead of someone being, like, a predator, someone just r- truly not get, like, like that has no bad intention, but is just a moron. Yeah. Uh, like, it's more fun to watch that person fuck up than it is to be, like, to watch someone be aggressive, I guess you could say. Yeah. Anyway. So, idiots over assholes is my other thing.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. Uh Okay okay let's see what else do we have in this episode um so Mike told the story about getting stuck in the slide right
0: (laughs) which also is just like a cartoon of a story yeah uh yeah so this well that's one where like like we start a scene was it you stuck in the slide Mike was stuck was stuck in the slide
1: I just started the scene with Mike stuck in the slide
0: that's great like uh yeah
1: so yeah I like those kinds of scenes yeah that is a hard one to do on stage, I would say. It would have been nearly impossible. Well, not impossible, but it was much easier. It, it, yeah. Harder to imagine. Yeah. And I, uh, my pull from it was just the idea that he had two eight-year-olds who went and got two equally uh (laughs) people to help who are equally as unhelpful uh yeah like wasn't it like old ladies yeah yeah (laughs) you got some old ladies Uh, so my idea was like we'll just start that scene and then the absurdity of it is like i'm old ladies already felt absurd to me so i think i initiated with a dead dog or a sick dog (laughs) uh which is me sort of saying like that move is to be absurd, over the top, so to indicate to my scene partners, like my idea is, we're just going to keep getting things that aren't helpful. Yeah, for Mike in the slide, and that's as far as I went thought,
0: which could basically be anything. Yeah, <laughs> like anything that's not pulling him out is, <laughs> yeah, is unhelpful. Uh, yeah, uh, I like that kind of stuff. I mean, like I said, probably not a scene for the record books or anything like that. And by that I mean just like, you know, it was just silly.
1: Yeah. Uh, But I like that kind of stuff. Uh, Yeah. um, I I think, uh, interestingly enough, about doing the meat is it has um, made me very mindful of, like, the absurd... Like, I think I tend to play more absurd now, but maybe in part because of the medium of, like, you can do stuff that's easier to sort of imagine uh, than you can... Um, because I don't think I would have initiated a Herald scene that way because the, there is no logic uh, to just being like, I put a sick dog down the slide. Uh, <laughs> it's like um, my absurd scenes are usually leaning heavy on the absurdity and just continuing to play forward rather than like finding logic or truth in it, which is maybe not a smart way to play. But I'm always kind of going for what seems like the most fun to me first, and then if I get backed into a corner, I'll find some logic to it. But I don't start from that place of like, um, "What's the truth of this scene?" I think that there is such a thing,
0: and it's it's almost necessary in a Herald to like justify exactly what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But I think there is such a thing as over justifying. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes I'll see that in like three hundred one, four hundred one classes where people are like. Uh they give like three different reasons why they're doing something or whatever, yeah, when literally like in a scene like that, it's just like, I don't know maybe the dog will help you up, <laughs> like you don't really need much of a yeah justification beyond like seems like it could help you squirrel around in there or whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, the dresser will help but every item you just have to be like, what's the dumbest reason this could help, yeah, and you're almost catching up to it, like here's the item, here's the reason, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like that kind of stuff. Me too. I, I think that, like, I like characters with strong points of view and things like that, but I think at a certain point, just embracing the silliness and sort of doing your best is like, it, you're almost, you almost do yourself a favor by sort of just like not going too intellectual with it Yeah. or just being like, well, there's a dresser full of bed bugs. Hope that helps.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you play a lot of morons. I, I almost exclusively play morons. Uh, I don't think i played a... Voice of reason? <laughs> yeah, even my voices of reason are idiots. Uh... So many de- scenes just turn, and turn on you. <laughs> yeah, I think we had a couple in this set. Um...
0: Didn't that happen last night in our ShapeShift show?
1: Uh, yes. Um...
0: I forgot what it was. Uh, we were. Uh, this is gonna be nothing to the uh, let's not talk about it. <laughs> I'm Something, sure it happened. I think it was we were living in Space Mountain. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We were and we played characters that were living in Space Mountain. Yeah. And then you were <laughs> originally the voice of reason, and then that, <laughs> that I thought that I was God because people <laughs> were praying to me. Yeah, that made no sense. <laughs> Don't worry about this part. <laughs> I mean, we're not going to edit it out because we're just going to throw this up as is. Uh, but but that was stupid, and I'm sorry to the yeah. listeners. for Yeah, and having if you feel like you
1: missed out, maybe come to Shapeshift. Yeah, in there a you
0: while. go. <laughs> come watch us play, buddy. What was the, What were you going to say about this episode?
1: um it happened i mean we can get to it in that uh, when we get there but okay um yeah it happened later on in this episode too okay um yeah i'm always playing uh, an idiot uh i think it goes back to that absurd thing is like sometimes when i coach i tell people like you'll do a lot of the same scenes uh you'll find yourself in a similar scene that you've been in before but you'll also do scenes that you're never going to do again so don't let the rules of like, or something that you were told or whatever get in the way of having the most fun in that scene. Um, because sure. it's like you may never get that opportunity again, uh, to, throw, to cram a bunch of stuff down a slide. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say I won't, I don't think I'll ever do that scene. So it's Thank like, you. uh, for me, it's like I now have this opportunity, what seems like fun to me, and that's kind of my approach a little bit is like I'll play a dumb character if it's going to get me to have more fun with it. I think there's probably people. people. People who play very uh, top of their... I'm still sort of playing top of my intelligence. I think I'm trying to think how dumb can I get. Uh, But I'm sure there's people who play another way and can still heighten in that same thing. But for me, it's like I'm going to focus on the absurd and look for ways to make that the most fun as opposed to like making sure this fits into the world necessarily. Like I'll often make the world bend to the idea. Um, And when I say bend, I think I mean just like making it true along the way mm-hmm. uh so that we can have like uh in the previous scene where you were f- a 40 pound person it was like we had that thing so i was like i, th- I think i said like an air- a fan turns on or whatever uh and then we got you like picked up by a bird which was mm-hmm. your lift or whatever and it's like oh yeah shit, i just got caught stealing a joke <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to, um, uh, and so I think that's part of the ideas. Like, great, we've got a forty pound person uh, who's like, um, like, let's not stop there. That seems like the fun place to play. Sure,
0: I totally agree with that. I think there also is like kind of one thing I wanted to talk about, just in terms of talking about absurdity. So we've talked a little bit about beginnings or mm-hmm. like with the premise and stuff like that, but uh, one thing I see like students sort of trying to find the balance, uh, with is like, uh, having the freedom to make those kind of moves once you're in a scene, right? Yes. Cause we've all like played with or been the person in an improv set who's like come in and made a wacky ass choice that just like throws the whole thing or maybe even like denies a bit of the reality or shifts the reality of it or whatever. So like sometimes people will be like, what? I was just... I like I think the having fun part of improv mm-hmm. can sometimes lead to selfish yes play or whatever. Um and I see it, you know I just see it around. I see I see it happening, especially when people I do think there's like an improv sophomore year or something like that, where like people are like through the system and stuff and they're like, Well now we get it, we're just gonna goof around. <laughs> and that can lead to some of the worst improv. <laughs> yeah But I do think it's like a necessary thing to like kind of goof play for yourself and then sort of hone it a little bit. I'm just rambling on, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, but I think that like the way to do it, yeah, to like keep your feet on the ground, keep your focus just like generally in the right direction Mm -hmm. and then start throwing. Like, yeah, I think as long as you're throwing your moves or making moves generally in the right direction, half the fun is being specific or like, uh, uh, you know, making a wild move and then, like I said, sort of catching up to it, sort mm-hmm. like sort of figuring it out after. Um, I'm huge on that. That's one of the big things I teach in my workshops It's just like I'll just be like, if someone says... I'll just tell people to be more specific with their choices. And when they do it, it's not necessarily a joke, but the specifics themselves are funny just because they're there.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Why? Like, I don't know if you're going to have an answer to this, but why do you think like the specificity does sort of like, why does that work? Because it's unexpected and it's a
0: choice, you know? Uh, So like I, it doesn't have to be a joke to be funny. It's just like, that's what I laugh at most of the time when I'm watching improv is like someone did a scene last night at shape shift yet again, where museum guards. Yeah. They were like, they said something where they're one of my student shows. Like it was like a couple or something that, it, but like they yeah. just said like where they met and that they were guards at an art museum. Yeah. And I was like, I never thought that, but what you did and what you do a lot of times in improv is you just frame it up in my head. Yeah. Like, you like make that reality true. And I like am tickled by the specificity of it. And then yeah. you thought of it for some reason that then mm-hmm. like now it's not a scene between just like general man and woman. now it's like, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's got a little backstory and I can imagine it and I get a better sense for the person. But I think that's what improv is specifically on stage, but also here, like mm-hmm. is just sort of like, the more specific your choices make, the more your audience your scene partners yourself gets a like a better picture in your mind of what's like what it looks like and what's yeah. going on and I think actually doing this on a podcast gives us more liberty in that regard, yeah, um okay, what's the next one Jake what do
1: you <laughs> um well, uh, we had the x men, oh yeah, yeah, so that was Another sort of- absurd scene.
0: Yeah, that was sort of absurd on absurd. Yeah. Like uh I don't know what to call those types of scenes, but it was like a a world where the X-Men was real. Mhm. And I actually fully expected Greg to be the unusual one there and for all of us to be just normal like I guess like sort of smart kids that yeah. were just doing doing school at a church or whatever. Yeah. Uh, But then you two became real mutants uh-huh. And then I was just like a regular kid Yeah For the majority of that scene Right uh, Just getting pee pulled in and out of me <laughs> That was insane <laughs> Uh, So yeah That one's just maybe silly Yeah um, That was also me Like actually Off the mics or, or in between the scenes I asked Greg I was like Did I step on an idea you had there? Yeah like, By being like By making a choice of like I'm just a normal kid and his answer was no he just wanted to do like that
1: school in a yeah in a church Church, or whatever yeah (laughs) gifted school in a church yeah Um, yeah I I think that absurd on top of absurd is like I try and talk to my students about like cool so that scene is not about mutants being real Uh, that's the base reality because nobody in that scene is calling that out as unusual Mm -hmm. Um, uh, except for me Except for you. Yeah. Um but then you became uh unusual.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Uh you know where I actually saw that scene going? Is us going out to fight crime. I thought we were going to too. Uh I think something happened that like threw me I think it was that when I actually became had powers or whatever oh yeah but i thought we were for sure just gonna like go out and fight crime they yeah. were gonna you were gonna use your like flashing around what is it like a portal i was like poofing yeah it was yeah. a night crawler and uh and I could do telekinesis <laughs> yeah and i could pee so i thought for sure we were gonna defeat a bad guy and i was just gonna pee on him yeah <laughs> or, or something <laughs> or just pull the pee in and out of him yeah i can't believe we're in our mid-30s talking about this <laughs> i have so many moments like that where i'm like I'm giggling about pee pee. Yeah, Jesus Christ! I got. I have friends who sell insurance (laughs) with houses.
1: Yeah, I gave an example the other day that was about a business that makes copies of butts, Uh, (laughs) and it got the point across. And I was like, "Well, well, there we go. Um, This is a silly venture we do." Yeah, Uh, and then there was. the film one, right? Uh, making a film. Oh, the prank, right? Yeah, yeah. Producing that kid's uh, script. Uh, yeah,
0: so this is another one that... I guess this
1: it became more absurd as we went, right? Yeah. This is one where I was definitely the voice of reason. Um... Uh-huh. But I got, <laughs> I up was up. low status, uh, <laughs> as the voice of reason, because I had to go get helicopters. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, you all three were idiots, uh, and somehow, um, <laughs> <laughs> we all decided
0: you were the bigger one. Yeah. That was kind of a double, like, two games going on there at once. We had a, A plot and a B plot. Yeah. Uh, uh, That's true. the first one is just, like, the prank, on. The prank is to like make this guy's movie and to do yeah. it well. And the second one is, you do <laughs> you
1: do the most of the legwork, and we still shit on you. Yeah, you guys can't pull off simple tasks. I pull off incredible tasks. <laughs> Yet and we're still doing the movie. Yeah. Yeah, we lost a little bit
0: of a grip on that, but I don't mind. Uh, I I don't know. At that point, I'm just having fun with the specifics yet again. Yeah. Like you literally got, what, a, a bunch of extras in a hot air balloon or something like yeah, that? Yeah, and
1: I brought a notorious B.I.G. back from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> and then he died, right? <laughs> yeah, he got his head cut off by a helicopter that I got. Uh, 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 I might have shoehorned that one in there. <laughs> uh, I think that's... Um, I'm not... I'm never a fan... Well, I shouldn't say never. But I think a move I see a lot is... Um, somebody will hand someone a script or they'll hand them something that they have to like read in a scene uh, and I think the meta game of that is like come up with a bunch of stuff that's on this paper or whatever uh-huh. um, I feel like my approach to that is like I'll take the thing and I'll read it because it gives me an opportunity to come up with specifics that hopefully we'll get to play with later so I'm not making the game watch my scene partner sort of struggle to read this script or read this like haiku sometimes you see scenes yeah, where it's yeah. like, um, but my was like let me look at that script oh there's a like um it says that we need like bob saget and it says like (laughs) we need all this stuff so it's like hopefully we'll get to start playing in those worlds for sure um yeah, I think that is, to me, that's more fun and collaborative than the idea of, like, putting my scene partner on the spot to I do something. I hate that shit. Yeah. I Like, I had to
0: do a, recently a scene where they are like, all right, now performing Iceman Cometh, Josh Simpson. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck Iceman Cometh is. Yeah. I literally, like, came out as an Iceman. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, it worked out. But I, like, I I actually hate those moments where it's like, and now doing a set of stand-up. Yeah. And now, uh, I... I mean, I'll play with it, and, like, I'll try my best. But I've never really done one of those where it was like, wow.
1: Yeah. I think it just is kind of... it For me, I think, like, this is very nerdy, uh, but it's, like, it's sort of taking it's taking us out of the reality and reminding us that we're watching improv and the game is not about the characters in the scene. It's about the improvisers making the other improviser do something that's challenging or that they yeah. don't know. And to me, that's like, a that's, that doesn't feel like the same thing. It's like, it feels like we're winking or we're like, uh and i i've done meta stuff that i enjoy but i think something that's like oh the game of this is gonna make my scene partner struggle um just feels like it's hard to i guess like have a yeah a take on it or like have any specificity or other than like because the object of that scene then is like watch this person have a hard time yeah Uh, and inevitably the people go in the crowd and be hecklers yeah Good God, I've seen uh, enough of those seeds. Yeah, so it's like, I think, like, come up with those specifics and play in that world together. I like that. Yeah. Do you have any... So we're going
0: to wrap up now, but uh, uh, I thought that maybe it'd be... I just thought of it now, so... yeah, uh, I thought it might be a good idea to, like, for those listening in other like, uh, parts of the country mm-hmm. or whatever, maybe thinking of, like, how how can I apply this or how can I practice stuff like this? Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I have, I'll have. give you part of an exercise. Okay. So, like, uh and this is a super simple one, but students seem to like it a lot. Uh, I do an exercise where like, it's all about starting strong in your scenes before you've said a word, like starting with some fun. So uh, uh, I'm not going to get into the whole exercise, but the fourth element, the one that I just have people start with this is I say, do a scene you've never done before. And I usually, by that, I mean like, you're not people like two humans crossing your arms, talking to each other on stage like think of it like when someone like i don't know like when we did the scene where we were like neurotransmitters or whatever mm-hmm. or like you're a te- two tetris pieces or yeah like, uh you're th- who did p- someone in my in my class show last night they were like uh items in a fridge yeah right uh like so that's a very simple exercise but like uh something that i think sort of uh is just usually leads to automatic fun because it starts off silly. Uh, but also I think it's just a generally good approach to like be open to that and sort of to remind yourself like, oh, it's fucking improv. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I can play whatever I want. Uh, so that's one little thing is just I'll do that with... A group for like 15 minutes and usually it leads to a lot of fun and I don't know it's a it's just a pretty simple exercise
1: um yeah that's a good one I don't know if this is actually going to this feels maybe tangential to that but um uh one thing I think about a lot is like um playing in a world that is unlike something that a note I got a long time ago, and I wish I remember who gave it to me. But they were like, every scene you see on stage, even if it looks or is set up to be just like the one in your world, is not the one in your world. Uh, it could be 99.9% like it, but there's something different about it. And... um Uh, so, like, uh, we watch a scene and we assume werewolves aren't real, uh, but they could be until it's explicit that they're not. Like, uh, the reality of the scene is sort of inferred, uh, beyond what's sort of explicitly said. And, um, this is like a, I think it's a Taika Waititi quote about sort of the, like, um, the comedy of the mundane. Um, so something I'll sometimes do with groups is I'll give them... Um, some rule of the reality and then i'll just have them do scenes in it where the rule is not the unusual thing uh so i'll say sort of like let's see some scenes where um, time travel has been invented and it's real um but the idea of the scene is not to sort of like um the, the unusualness is not time travel uh we did one like that right I think so. You did like a movie catching machine? Yeah, yeah, movie catching machine. So time
0: travel existed, but you just used it to catch movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It. And it made your
1: penis smaller. <laughs> of course. Um. <laughs> you said that as, as you shoved me in the machine, I think. It takes yeah. an inch off your dick. Um, but I'll, so I'll do something like that where it's just like, okay, uh, this is like a reality where like, this is the planet of the apes reality, but we're not going to like um, spend the scene going like, oh my God, like we're ruled by apes. Uh we might just like find something fun to play where that's like a rule of this world that exists. Um cool. Yeah. I think
0: that scene that we just mentioned is on the episode with Deb Tarika yeah. and uh Maddox. Yeah. Um cool. Well I think that's it. I think that's hopefully you got something out of this. Hopefully we're not crawling too far up our own butts. <laughs> yeah. Uh we are like so this is behind a Patreon well. Uh, the idea is if like we get enough people to help we'll Pay the guests Yeah, to, uh, stick around and talk shop a little bit too. So it's not just Jake and I. We're going to try to get perspectives from other coaches, just like what people have been thinking about. And uh, if you have any questions or anything uh, that you'd like to ask us, uh, we'd love to take them. Themeatprov yeah. at gmail.com. No question too nerdy. Yeah. I think, like, ask whatever you want. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time on
1: The Break Side Dish. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>